Welcome to The Parent Pod, a happy place to find out all about pregnancy and the start of parenthood from the information-packed babycentre.co.uk. Hello, I'm Lucy. And I'm Claire. And we're here with a podcast for every week of your pregnancy, full of really useful takeaway information, candid admissions from our own experiences, having both had two children, and top advice from experts. We won't leave you holding the baby either. This podcast series takes you right up to when your new baby is 12 weeks old. It's 26 weeks and you may get the first experience of the smiling at your pregnancy thing going on. Oh, the walking down the street and someone clocks you're pregnant and they smile at you and you can't help but smile back. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I don't know if they're just like recalling their own pregnancy or the fact that you're going to have kids. It's just a sort of sisterhood thing that goes on, isn't it? Oh, it is. Sometimes you'll be standing on the tube or on a bus and wondering if anyone's going to give up their seat. And then other times things like the mutual smiling thing goes on. and It's lovely. Yeah. Um, by the way, if no one gives up their seat, if you possibly can do just ask. Usually they haven't given it up because they don't want to get it wrong or they haven't noticed that you're standing there. Oh, good point. Anyway, moving on, 26 weeks, what's happening for baby? What's happening for baby? There's a lot happening with your baby this week. Her lungs are becoming more developed, her airways are branching out, and at the end of each one, tiny air sacs are growing. When your baby takes her first breath after being born, these sacs will fill with air, which is kind of amazing. Ah, yeah, and I think these little sacs are called alveoli. I remember because that always reminds me of ravioli. <laughs> and I kind of imagine these hundreds of pasta sacks in your lungs, like all inflating. It's hilarious. In your baby's mouth, her taste buds have finished developing too. Her adult teeth begin to grow as minuscule tooth buds in her gums and her lips are becoming more sensitive. And now you have an eavesdropper. Your baby may now be able to hear your voice more clearly. She can hear a broader range of sound and can respond with changes in her heartbeat breathing and movement wow pregnancy is amazing isn't i know it? you're so much more connected than you realize aren't i know you? finally if you're having a boy his testicles are continuing their journey from his pelvis towards his scrotum they might make it there before he's born but it's not unusual for it to take until he's six months old what's happening for you if you've been experiencing hot flushes it may help to know that these are a common pregnancy symptom particularly in the second and third trimesters don't worry, you aren't going through the menopause and pregnancy at the same time. Oh yeah, hot flushes. Guess who the culprits for these bad girls of pregnancy are? Oh, uh, hormones? Yeah, hormonal changes during pregnancy and increased blood flow to your skin can make you feel warmer, especially at night. Which would explain why you might sweat more to try and cool down. I can remember waking up soaked in sweat. Oh yeah. Your skin may look red and blotchy during a hot flush, particularly around your face, neck and chest. The good news is that hot flushes don't usually last longer than a few minutes, do they? I no. guess you could try wearing loose cotton or linen clothes. Yeah, whatever takes your fancy. Or spritzing your face with water can help to relieve the symptoms. Or carrying one of those little hand fans. Too embarrassed to ask. So this week's too embarrassed to ask question is, I don't feel ready to have a baby. I don't know what to do. Okay, okay. Quite a heavy topic this week, but it's an important one. Yes, it's vital to acknowledge that we aren't all bouncing along on cloud nine all the time, isn't no. it? With pregnancy being nine months long, there is plenty of time for ups and downs. And if your life is a bit chaotic or your relationship is on the rocks, it can make you feel really vulnerable about the future. Or even if everything's pretty okay, apart from being pregnant, your feelings are completely valid. It can be shocking to be pregnant, just that reality you're going to be a parent and that the child is going to be completely reliant on you and your partner if you have one. 
Yeah, the knowledge you're having a baby can be utterly mind-blowing. You can't really believe that something that is going to take such dedication and hard work, such investment of time and money, can be so easily come by. Having said that, you might have been trying for years. Yeah. I know couples who've gone to great lengths to have a baby, so had years of IVF, only to wonder if they actually have done the right thing. Yeah. Everything people say about your life changing when you have a baby is entirely true. So in many ways, it'd be more surprising, I suppose, if you didn't react strongly. Yes, and I think this kind of admittance of not being sure that you want a baby is one of life's like biggest taboos. Yes. Along with feelings like you're not coping once you have the baby. Both things many people think, but won't always admit to. Yeah. There's often posts like this in the Baby Centre community by women who feel that they're not coping and they're trapped on an unstoppable conveyor belt and who are having lots of thoughts about not coping or not being able to do it. So what's your advice, Lucy? You're good at making things feel better. Oh, Claire, that's very kind. Well, (laughs) I'm not sure about advice, but I suppose if it were a friend, I'd talk to them about it, encourage them to talk to their partner if they have one. It's how us humans cope and process information, so I'm all for being open and honest. If your partner's not listening or part of the problem, then talk to a friend or even have a chat with your midwife at your antenatal appointment. And what about depression? Could that make you feel negative about becoming a mum, do you think? Definitely. And it's more common than you might think. Officially, one in 10 women experience depression during pregnancy. But we ran a survey on Baby Centre a while back and that suggested the numbers could be quite a bit higher. It's just women are reluctant to talk about it. And of course, someone could be living with a partner who's depressed. So let's run through some of the symptoms to watch out for. I know that depression is different for everyone. That's true. And some of the symptoms you might just write off as being caused by your pregnancy rather than your mental health. So things to watch out for include feeling sad or hopeless and not feeling interested in anything, having trouble concentrating. You could be sleeping badly or sleeping too much. You might be feeling tired and not have any energy. You might not feel like eating or be eating too much. Or you could have low self-esteem or have feelings of guilt or failure. And at its worst, you might be thinking about harming yourself. If any of these sound familiar and you've been experiencing them for a few weeks or more, you should definitely talk to your midwife or doctor. Depression is an illness, not a choice. That's so true. We're living in a time when, thankfully, mental health is much better understood and there's plenty of help out there. I think we've put a lot of pressure on ourselves to make everything perfect before we have a baby, but the reality for most of us is very different. I've seen women in a baby centre community say they feel their household isn't prepared for a child because they'll be a single parent or they're in an unhealthy relationship or even because their income's so low and they're worried about money. It's tough to be worrying about this when you're pregnant. I guess going back to the talking to your midwife about support is a good place to start and also remembering that scenarios can change over time. Yeah, there are some amazing single mothers out there raising happy children. And if you want to meet someone in the future, maybe you will. And your finances can easily change as well. You won't be the first to start a family on nothing. Ask any family how they absorb the additional financial needs of having children. And they'll all say the same thing. We just found a way to make it work. Yeah, that's true. Just timing can feel like a pressure, can't it? Yeah. Finding out you're pregnant and then feeling unsure it's the right time because of work or study. Of course, you can continue to pursue your career goals while being pregnant and later when raising a child. But it does give you an extra challenge. I can relate to that. I know several women who during their pregnancy must have been wondering if they'd ever succeed in bringing up their child on their own and getting somewhere in their career. But actually through grit and determination, they got there. And a hell of a lot of hard work, no doubt. Yeah. So the upshot is we live in a time of honesty. Be honest. Talk about your mental health. Talk about how you're feeling. Feel free to freak out. And do call on professionals to make sure you can get to a place where you can hopefully really enjoy your baby. One mum who can really relate to all of this is Amy Nichols. Amy is a single parent and found out she was pregnant after a brief fling. The dad didn't want to be involved in raising her son. She's even written a book on the subject called Confessions of a Single Mum, what it's like when you're expecting the unexpected. 
Amy has a lot to say on this subject, so we invited her onto the podcast to tell all. When was the hardest period for you? Was it before or after you had Freddie? Uh, it was definitely before, because nothing was making it worth it. It was just like I was expanding, like I, I say in my book that I was expanding like a pile up of post-surgery Kardashians um, <laughs> because it was just an awful body mass extension and just getting less employable by the day and uh, less money and having to move back in with my parents at the age of 24 when I thought I was like a cool young reporter it is my life is like knocked up, but without the Hollywood ending. Uh, I I remember appreciating suddenly the the responsibility that I was not no longer going to be responsible for just me, but for a whole other human entirely. And so, if I messed anything up, that's his whole life, um, and that felt huge. But I think that's like anything in life. If you if you stop and and observe the enormity, then it overwhelms you. So we we don't really do that, do we? We just bumble along, not really thinking. But when you have a baby, if you stop and think too much about the massive responsibility, then it can engulf you. So just taking it day by day was quite important with that one. I think I would recommend that um, if you can join an antenatal group because I didn't and now when I look at the mums of Freddie's friends they're still in touch with them and I think it's really nice to have um, peers who are going through exactly the same thing as you because you can always they can lend you an ear and they're going to be going through the same thing so they're going to completely understand it whereas um, I restricted myself to my friends who had absolutely no idea uh, what a third degree tear was I did by then. Mm. And uh, they don't know what a Vontus is. So my friends were great, but I think it would have been very nice to have had um, women in the same situation so that I could um, compare notes. And what I did instead was I would go on the baby centre forums. You know how you have your birth month? And those were my allies. Great to hear Amy's perspective there. What do you expect this week? One thing you might be starting to think about is childcare, which always seems a bit crazy before your baby's actually even been born. Hmm. But with childminders and nurseries booking up months in advance, it's a necessary consideration at quite an early stage, especially if you're planning on going back to work before your 12-month maternity is up. So childcare, maybe you have an offer from a family member to help out, or maybe you'll be relying on a nursery, or you want to find a good nanny or childminder. Yes, childcare can seem a bit of a minefield. Oh, it certainly can. So just to give you a rundown on your options. First up, childminder. This one's a good option for a young one. They will care for your child at their house. Many childminders are parents themselves and may also have their own children to care for. Childminders tend to work long days to accommodate working parents. They should be Ofsted registered and you'll only be able to use childcare vouchers if they are. It means they've been checked and have things like insurance. Childminders often work long hours and even weekends too in some cases. Yeah, it's not a job I'm, I'm desperately after. Childminders can care for up to <laughs> no. six children at a time, including their own, but they'll have restrictions on ages and will only be able to care for one under 12 months. Alternatively, a nanny provides care for your child in your own home. 
They're not just for the royalty and rich nowadays. It can be an expensive option, but I know people who bought down the cost by sharing a nanny. Yeah, and sometimes when you have two or more children, it can be more cost effective compared to the price of a nursery. A nanny also means your child's routine won't be disrupted and he'll have plenty of one-to-one attention. It's also convenient because then you can just leave for work without having to rush to drop your child off at the nursery or childminder. Oh yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Or of course, your other option is a nursery. Oh, we don't mean your baby's bedroom. A day nursery looks after children from birth to five years, though the exact age ranges vary from nursery to nursery. Staff at day nurseries are trained to develop a stimulating environment that will help your child to thrive. And they're also Ofsted registered. They will help your child learn using a curriculum designed for children. It's a more professional setting and often runs from 7am to 7pm. On the upside, you won't be let down by illness as you might be by a childminder or nanny, but it is possibly less homely for a little baby. So there's a quick lowdown on non-family childcare. More about those options in the show notes. But what we wanted to touch on today was when family offer or you decide to ask family for help with childcare. From chatting with friends who've gone down this route, there are definitely various questions to ask yourself or them before you enter into this arrangement. Yeah, there's a lot to think about here. There really is. One of the major questions is if you're going to pay them. Then there's the issue of commitment. Can they really commit to a regular arrangement or will they want to be going away or changing their days? Because you're obviously going to be counting on them. Also, you should be sure that your parents are fit and well enough. And this is a good point, as you should look to the future as well. It may be fine for them now to look after your baby, but what about when that baby's a toddler and is zipping off down the road at Mm. full pelt? Or maybe that was just my child. Yeah, no, it's all of them. Another good thing to consider is whether you've got similar ideals on how you want to bring up your baby. Will they be happy to not feed your child like too much sugar, if that's important to you? And will they get enough outside time? Or will it be their rules in their house and you'll just have to bite your tongue? Will the grandparents come to you or will you take your baby to theirs? Then there's a the thought of baby proofing their house, car seats for their car and other safety issues like are their pets child friendly? Yeah, it always seems like really idyllic for your child to go to a grandparent. But I suppose the other thing is whether you will use up all your childcare offers during the week and then not have anything for the weekend, you know, when that party comes up. Or if your child's <laughs> ill and can't go to the nursery on another day. Yeah, that kind of happened to us. It was so valuable when we were working. We never really felt that we could ask for kind of extra childcare at the weekends. Oh. But overall, it was an absolutely wonderful arrangement. And my children have a fantastic bond with both sets of grandparents because they saw them regularly when they were really young. Oh, that's so lovely. And so some food for thought there. Once you start to look into it, probably one option will come to the fore front for you and your situation and hopefully some recommendations for childcare places will come up as well as they're a great starting point aren't they yeah so that's all for this episode please remember that the podcast don't replace medical advice and you should always speak to your doctor or midwife if you have any concerns we hope you stay well stay healthy and we'll see you next time for 27 weeks bye 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 thanks so much for listening to the parent pod If you'd like more expert advice and information, chat to others at your stage of pregnancy or get emails tailored to you and your baby. Download the Baby Centre app now or visit babycentre.co.uk. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Just search for Baby Centre UK. All the info we cover in each episode is linked in our show notes. If you loved our podcast and found it useful, please rate and review The Parent Pod wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to share it with your partner and friends.